right, well, today's topic is again for pastors and leaders in churches that are using the Pursue God tools to create a discipleship culture. And Pastor John Bellis is with me. John, last time we talked about kind of Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, and how disciple making is the mandate of the church, that pastors are supposed to equip people to do the ministry. And we talked about that in terms of the mission of the church, the great commission that we're, we're making everyone a disciple maker. We're equipping everyone using these tools to actually go and make disciples. So how does, how does that work when it comes to some of the functional aspect of the local church? That's a great question. I think what's really neat about the resources and using a tool like Pursue God is you can incorporate the mission of the church as you are training and equipping your people for the function of the church. So, for example, at our church, it's it's very highly volunteer-led. We only have two paid positions at our at our church. Everything else is done by volunteers. So my clean team, my usher-greeter team— one of the ways that I can equip them for the function of the church is, is number one, just giving them a very clear role description. Here's what our expectations are for you. And then I have team leaders, obviously, that that mentor their volunteers and take them through those steps. But what's really neat is they're using the flex method to train their volunteers. So they're, they're finding a, a topic that relates to the usher-greeter team. They're learning about it, and then they're exploring it together. And so they're actually prepping all of the volunteers on that clean team to be able to use the flex method, not only for the function of the church, but then also for the mission of the church. Okay, so John, hold on for a second. Let's get really practical because some pastors don't know the resources very well. So fill in the blanks for me because when we say mentoring or disciple making in the flex method, you know, one topic at a time, conversational mentoring or disciple making, on PursueGod.org, you pick a category like marriage or parenting or men or women or students or addiction or budgeting. So there's, you know, a couple dozen categories that you can choose from. So are you saying then the same thing can happen with your ministry teams at church? Correct. So instead of going to Pursue God, you would go to PursueGodNetwork.org and you would go to a category. So pastors would go to the pastor category or maybe your your clean team leader, again, use our example, would go to the ministry teams category right. and would be able to select training videos right from that category. And so what they're doing then, again, I want pastors to hear this. What they're doing then is they're disciple, they're mentoring, let's use the word mentoring. They're mentoring someone in the exact same way that they would mentor someone from the Pursue God site. Exactly. The format is the same. So they're creating the same a repetitive and, and a reproducible habit of picking this topic. And then, so let's say, for example, you have a clean team with 15 members on it, which would be pretty similar to the to the team we have at our church. I can't one-on-one individually mentor all 15 of those individuals. My clean team leader can't either realistically. You know, she can mentor probably two or three at a time individually. So we need to train all of them, though. So we need to equip them on the function of their ministry and then she's going to select probably two or three where she's going to not only equip them on the function of their ministry, but she's going to equip them on the mission of the church we talked about, too. Great. The great commission. Yeah. Okay, so let me then ask this question about function versus mission. So have you seen in your experience that ministry teams, you've got ministry leaders and people on ministry teams, their first experience mentoring someone or being mentored is in the context of that ministry team. Does that sometimes cross over? Do they then go at some point, go over to the Pursue God site and start doing some topics from those categories? That's the hope. And and that does happen. Again, if I have 15 people on my team, that's not going to happen with all 15 likely. Hopefully with two or three, it will. And as I get those two or three 
you know, through one of the pursuit conversations, now they're in a position where they can take the next two or three, and then they can take the next two or three. And so eventually I can have all 15 people on the clean team being mentored, not only for the function of the church, but for the mission of the church as well. Okay, that's so good. Now, to close this particular topic, why don't you tell us what teams are the main teams in your church? So we'd have a clean team, we have an usher greeter team, we have a, a hospitality or a coffee team for Sunday mornings. We have a kids' church team. We have a sound and media team. Uh, we have a buildings and grounds team. We have a worship team. Okay, so John, tell me this, because I think this will be really inspiring for pastors or discouraging for pastors to hear this. How big is your church, and how many people do you have serving on one of these volunteer teams? Well, on an average Sunday, we have just over 400 in attendance, 420 to 430 is a typical Sunday for us, and currently about 20% of our people are serving on a team somewhere. And we would love to see that grow. I mean, that's, again, part of our heart is that we would equip people to help others, which we believe part of that is serving. 